The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration. Whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer, it's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, October 16th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Is it Monday already? It was a fast weekend, wasn't it? There are two very fast weekends in the year, this being one of them this past weekend. And I say that because uh, we're coming off Share-a-thon, which, again, it'd be a wonderful week. And uh, But yes, the weekend goes quickly. What's the other fast weekend? Uh, the weekend after Spring share thon That's the other fast one, too. Those are the two fast uh. weekends. But uh, needless to say, we're here. Happy to be with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a very, very big, 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 big thank you to everyone who participated in our fall share Be Changed. It was a wonderful week. Wonderful folks calling in, making pledges, supporting Catholic Radio, great guests, volunteers. Uh, we we had a great time. We really did have a good time this year. I was so excited. It is a lot of hours yeah. for sure, but the constant flow of guests that were coming in, the volunteers that were here, just like old friends, like, oh, it's great to see you again. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a wonderful week and so successful and that's because of our our listeners. Uh, that's exactly right. Wouldn't be here without you. So we're going to focus that on our uh, second cup at the uh, yes. end of the show. We'll uh, we'll talk more about the Shareathon and how it went. And uh, but again, just wanted to jump in there and give everybody a big thank you for supporting Matra Day Radio, our fall Shareathon. We do, we do thank you so much. And uh, again, we we, it, we had a goal that the last three hours on Friday, where we had a wonderful anonymous donor provide us with thirty yeah, thirty thousand wow. dollars, thirty oh, thousand dollars to match, and uh, we got close. I, I mean, we were it was right down to the very end, and. So we were going to obviously continue to take pledges online over over the course of the weekend, and so uh, we'll tr- we'll try to give you numbers because it was tough after it was. There over. were so yeah. many calls yeah. that came in though, just like, those last three hours. It was incredible. Yeah. I, uh, Curtis was I like adding up fiercely as quickly yeah. as he could, and our volunteers were helping get all the information entered. So there was a lot going on there at the end. So I yeah. think, though, yeah, you're right. I think we'll get an update, and I have a feeling we, we were real close yeah. to that goal so, for sure. But, but anyway, uh, overall, such yeah, a successful fine. week. His uh, calculator overheated, so <laughs> I can see smoke coming out of the uh, <laughs> accounting room. So he had to get a new calculator. Yeah, so anyway, how how was the weekend, by the way? Just, I had you know. a very, very low-key weekend, for sure. Yep. But it did start by watching the coverage of the solar eclipse. Yeah, yeah, right. Annular? The I annular think is, eclipse. Is what they were calling yeah. it. And I said to you briefly... I said we were watching it on the Weather Channel, all of the coverage on it, and Scott went out to just kind of look around, and we had a very brief 
break mm-hmm. in the clouds. I had the eclipse glasses that I had bought yeah. in hopes that we might be able to see something. Right. And sure enough, we got just a glimpse of it. Not like the totality event that we had that August. Right. Yeah. Uh, but still, really, really cool to watch. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I peeked out and I, yeah, it was clouds. I couldn't see it. I could see the sun through the clouds. Like they weren't super thick, but you couldn't make anything out. And I didn't have any the, the but, special glasses, so exactly. I couldn't just sit there and stare at the glare through the clouds. It was too bright. But I it did get darker for a short period of time. It sure did. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because my wife said to me, she goes, wow, it, it did kind of get dark. And then it didn't last long because, you know. It just, I think it was five minutes. Yeah. Where it had, they call it that ring of fire mm-hmm. at, where you could just kind of see that, that ring of sun right. uh, behind the yeah. moon as it passed over. But yeah, so that was kind of exciting. Otherwise... I stayed home. Yeah. Didn't do much. Although I would say all the way back on a Monday, uh, Father Eric Anderson and Father Burnaby were in to start off. Mm-hmm. And they brought us these beautiful winter yeah, squash. Yeah, I've got one sitting in my office. It looked yeah. like a green pumpkin, a yeah. little green pumpkin. Pretty well, cool looking. I roasted it yesterday along oh, with nice. some vegetables, yeah. made it into an incredible soup. Ooh, winter that squash sounds good. Soup. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was. Yeah. Very, very nice. I, I had squash last night Did for you? dinner. De la cotta. Remember we talked you about that? You talk the, often yeah, about yeah. your favorite de la cotta squash. I, I love squash. those. We, we just cut them into little wedges. My wife did it, cut it into little wedges and... Drizzle it with olive oil, a little seasoning, and bake them. You can eat the skin and all. They're really good. So nice. anyway, that was that was our squash That's treat. That's it. How about you? Night. Kind of low-key weekend? Uh, actually, I was in Corvallis. <laughs> you the, went to a football uh, game yeah, Saturday, great, didn't you? Great game. It was so fun. As my Beavers beat the Bruins. Sorry, UCLA, but uh, that's the way it goes. So, but anyway, it was fun. Had to, and it, the weather was pretty decent. So yeah, good times. All, all right. right. So, I guess we better get uh, the show on the road here. Absolutely. Well, as Rockets continued their barrage in the Holy Land, the Bishop of Jerusalem supported negotiation of a two-state solution. All right. Cost of a stamp going up <gasps> again. Again? Yeah. It so, doesn't uh, seem like it was all that uh, long it ago. W- it was. <laughs> You're right. So we'll talk about that as well. we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. We'll start things now with Dana Catherine and Capable. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You are the life in me. You are the air I breathe. You're keeping me alive, even when I'm running away. You are the light I see. When I am buried deep, you lift me from the ground, giving me a chance to
That is Dana Catherine and Capable. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. All right, we're going to check in with Holy Family Catholic Clinic with a focus on women's health. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Dei Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, The Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Mater Dei Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. It is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. I had a few uh, raindrops on the windshield I coming in today, but it is supposed to be rainy and breezy, so uh, it wasn't quite that, at least when we came in, but that's the forecast for today, a high of 65 degrees and showers overnight tonight, low of 52. And then Tuesday, partly sunny, high of 66. Middle of the week, looking really nice. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mostly sunny skies, highs in the low 70s. So, uh some beautiful fall days coming up. All right. Currently, it is 60 degrees already. Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. Holy Family Catholic Clinic provides medical services across the entire lifespan for men and women, prenatal, all the way to geriatric care. They're committed to the fundamental principles of acknowledging the dignity of each person, the dignity of the vocations of marriage, and a parenthood. 
Now, those values are upheld every day by the practitioners in their women's health services. And joining me this morning to share more is Dr. Kristen Berger, board-certified family physician at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Good morning, Dr. Berger. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for this opportunity. We all in the area feel blessed to have Holy Family Catholic Clinic, a clinic that provides the health care that we need, that is so important, but also to have a Christ-led and God-centered facility is all the more important. And I can imagine as a physician to be able to work in that kind of environment is a true blessing. So tell our listeners a little bit about how your life led you to eventually find Holy Family Catholic Clinic to be part of their team. Thank you. Uh, well, I, you know, it's a story I'm, I'm happy to share. And I, you know, I, I hope that it can be a help to someone who might be maybe not in the medical field, in any field, you know, feeling a call to something different um, that might be a little bit scary. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, growing up, I had no idea I wanted to or was being called to medicine at all. But I was, you know, I was, I was raised in the Catholic faith and I would say the great focus of um, of that was on service and um, care for the vulnerable, um, really that social justice uh, focus. And so I knew from the uh, young age that that I that I was that I needed to serve. You know, whatever I've been given, I need to do something with that um, according to you know God's purpose and to serve other people. Um, but medicine was not really on my radar. Actually, in college, I was drawn towards international development. I really enjoyed learning languages. I learned, enjoyed learning about you know, international affairs and things like that. And I really saw some of the injustice in the world and felt, okay, I'm, I'm called to do something there. So I must need to go into international development. And one of the programs I applied to for graduate school very wisely said, you know, you're a great student, but you should go and spend some time in a developing country if you want to go into international development. And I ended up volunteering with a wonderful organization that runs children's homes around the um, Central and South America. And I ended up working in Haiti uh, for a year. And as God often does, he surprised me <laughs> by showing me that he had something a little different in mind. One part of the mission at that countryside was a children's hospital. And then the, the priest, Father Rick Frechette, oversaw that part of the mission. And he allowed me to go and accompany him on some of those visits. And I realized I was being called to serve in this particular way of, of providing medical care. I thought at the time I was being called to provide medical care in a foreign country. You know, like really, I was going to mm-hmm. go back. I was going to go back home and learn to be a doctor. And this would allow me to go and, you know, go on mission somewhere in the world. So that, that brought me back home to Portland. And during that time, I met my husband. And so clearly I was being called also towards marriage and family. And it became kind of obvious over the course of my medical studies that I was not being called to go work abroad. But there's so much need here in the United States. Um, but I would say what never really felt right was this balance of how am I Catholic and practicing medicine with some of the Catholic teachings that I would say I didn't I hadn't really grasped the full the full meaning of them and the reasons for them and how important they were. 
Dr. Berger, thank you so much for sharing with that. And what is standing out to me in hearing you talk about these ideas for your life and these dreams that what I recognize is that you, in no matter what you felt like you wanted to do, very much open to the Holy Spirit. Do you feel like through all of your education that you can see the hand of God working through the Holy Spirit that's guided you to the Holy Family Catholic Clinic? And how is that allowing you to fully immerse yourself in your faith and in your medical practice? Well, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things. And I, I hope that I hope that everyone has a chance when they look back to see kind of all of the threads that that are woven together and all of the little ways that God acted and the Holy Spirit nudged us here and there that at the time didn't add up to what it eventually would, right? You know, it would be, you know, the example of, you know, a faithful classmate, um, a situation that was difficult in medicine, you know, seeing some of the effects of uh, something that was done wrong hearing an interview on Modern Day Radio. I mean, your work, uh, the work of Modern Day Radio, it's made a huge impact on my faith journey, the faith journey of my husband. Um, It's really blessed our family. So there were a lot of pieces. I would say one of the struggles that I, that I had was, um, and and I I suppose this is just part of the human condition, is that that struggle against uh, the pride of feeling like, well, I can, I can know better, right? Um, and especially, you know, when you study something like medicine, there's a lot of science, there's a lot of um, a lot of insight into this, you know, glorious creation that surrounds us. But sometimes there can be a pride with that. And for me, the big stumbling point was the question of how to address contraception. It's such a part of the world we live in. And um, it was not something that I would say was particularly well taught to me in terms of the why. I My impression had always been that the pro- problem with contraception is that many of the methods might cause early abortions. And, um, you know, and what I was hearing in my training was that that wasn't the case. And then as I started to understand more the reason why contraception is not permitted by the church, it became harder and harder to just, you know, put that aside. Sure. Um, I remember a particular talk, and I think I was just given this CD at a conference I went to, but it was by Jason Everett, and he talked about natural law. I think that's one of the things that made it easy for me to hear, because I, you know, it was really talking about, here, we're just talking about reality. This is, this is the world the way it is, and that the union of a man and woman makes a baby, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so that the nature of that, that's the natural outcome of that, right? And so if you engage in that without the intention to be open to that possibility of that outcome, um, you're really kind of lying with your body. And that somehow kind of broke through. And I started to see, and, and, you know, through different interviews I was listening to and different people's, you know, stories and journeys to see that inseparable bond that uh, Pope Paul VI talks about in Humanae Vitae and how fundamental that is to us and how that images God, too, and how that Mm -hmm. gets to the very core of how how we relate to God, right. if, you know, this gift that we've been given that images his, the Trinity and his creative love so perfectly. So my husband and I took the course that Northwest Family Services offers here in the Portland area, um, the Pro course, and thank God for them. Like, they've been here for years offering this at a time when I think it's just not very well 
known, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, real family planning is available. And I was blown away. Brenda, I was blown away by the change that this had in my life, in my husband's life, in our marriage, in our family. It just, my husband, I was not raised religious and he had been kind of interested from a distance you know, coming to church with me, but kind of interested from a distance about the faith. And I think there's something about using a natural method that allows you to accept your body and the gift of fertility for what it is. That's just so healing to all those wounds that keep us from progressing, you know, in our spiritual journey. And I think it was about two years later that he came into the church. Oh, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your life and your marriage. Dr. Berger, I want to continue to talking to you because there is more. We haven't even scratched the surface of your services, too, that you offer people in the area. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? I would love to. Thank you. And it is 723 at Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. Once again, we talked about it opening the show, but a big, big thank you to everyone who participated in our fall, fall Share-a-thon, Be Changed was the theme and just some wonderful pledges and donations that came in over the past week. But if you missed it, there's still time. Just go to our website. You can still give through our website. Just It's right there on the front page. Just click on Fall share It'll give you to the Give Now page, a safe and secure payment gateway that you can still make your pledge to the Fall share 2023. Falling behind, 2023, be changed. Thank you again. All the information on the website, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. As he was approaching death, the famous atheist Christopher Hitchens claimed that faith makes no difference at all at a time like that. That's the biggest load of garbage I've ever heard. I lost a dear friend to cancer last summer. She left behind four children. She felt agony and sadness just like anyone would, but it was filled with purpose. Her husband would hear her offering up her pain as a spiritual sacrifice. As she neared death, she would invite people over who were going through hard times so she could be there for them. She spent her last days loving and reconciling with family members and loving her husband and kids. Her last heartbeat was at the Amen during a litany to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. If there's no God, despair is the only appropriate response to death. But as Liz faced death, she knew she wasn't entering the abyss, but the presence of perfect love. That doesn't take away the pain, but it does change everything about death and about daily life. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. 
Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there's another price increase for a postage stamp. We'll have the details in the news. And as rockets continue the barrage in the Holy Land, the Bishop of Jerusalem says we should negotiate two-state solution. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. This is John Finch. Send down your spirit. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
is John Finch, and send down your spirit. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, the Auxiliary Bishop of Jerusalem on Sunday told EWTN News that the church in the Holy Land is praying for a truce to end the hostilities in the Israel-Hamas war and for both sides to then begin negotiating for a two-state solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict. The interview took place following the October 7th surprise attack on Israel by the terrorist group Hamas that killed 1,300 Israelis and international civilians. The interview also comes amid fresh criticism of the Vatican's diplomatic response to Hamas's attack leveled by Israel's foreign minister, Eli Cohen, who maintains that the Holy See has not issued a clear and unequivocal condemnation of the terrorist actions. On October 13th, however, Cardinal Pietro Perlin, the Vatican's Secretary of State, speaking to Vatican media, condemned Hamas attacks as inhuman and said the Holy See expresses complete and firm condemnation. He also said that the Holy See stands ready to help mediate a peace agreement. There's going to be another price increase for first-class postage. The U.S. Postal Service says that the price for a forever stamp will increase by $0.02 on January 21st of next year. The stamp will go from $0.66 to $0.68. Postal Service said it will not change the additional ounce price. It will stay at $0.24, but it asks for increases in fees for certified mail, post office box rental fees, money order fees, and the cost to purchase insurance when mailing an item. The price of a forever stamp last increased on July 9th of this year, going from $0.63 to $0.66. In January of 2023, the price increased from $0.60 to $0.63. Now, the Postal Service says the price increases are necessary due to inflationary pressure on operating expenses and to meet financial goals over the next 10 years. A book of stamps that I have in my drawer lasts so long right now. I know. I I hardly ever mail things out. I'm right there with you. Yeah, same thing. So, but if you do. Okay, you'll need them. Ever since I started paying my bills online, that's when I really stopped using the stamps. Yeah, for, for sure. A small group reports from the Synod on Synodality won't be made public, even though the documents have already been accessed by some journalists following an information security oversight. The decision was communicated Saturday by Paolo Ruffini, president of the Synod's Communication Commission. On Friday morning, the Pillar reported that it had accessed table reports and small group assignments via an unsecured server managed by the the General Secretariat of the Synod. Now, at that time, Catholic News Outlet said that access to the server could be accessed via a link without the need to enter any credentials. The pillar noted that it had verified Vatican officials immediately after its discovery and access to the server via the link was closed later that day. Commenting on the mishap, Ruffini explained that Synod organizers had decided to make files available on the unsecured server after some members had had trouble accessing the secured server, which required input of a password. 
Following the Pillar report, organizers reinstated password requirements and will provide direct technical to support to members having access issues going forward. Well, with Halloween just a couple weeks away now, you don't have to travel far to visit one of the top All Hallows Eve towns in the country. Travel website Trips to Discover has named St. Helens Spirit of Halloween Town the 16th best Halloween event in the U.S. So if you're not familiar with St. Helens, located about 25 miles west of Portland, up the Columbia River on Highway 30, the event is inspired by the 1998 Disney Channel movie Halloween Town, which was filmed in location at St. Helens. The movie starred Debbie Reynolds and spawned three sequels while becoming a beloved TV holiday classic. Starting in mid-September, downtown St. Helens transforms into Halloween Town with a courthouse square filled with spooky statues and a grand jack-o'-lantern sculpture, just like in the movie, which is lit to kick off the month of October. This year's festivities will include a special tribute for the 25th anniversary of the release of the film. Has you guys ever seen the movie? I I remember the movie. I don't know that I've I've seen little bits and pieces of it. Probably yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way through. Right. Yeah. So anyway. But I think my kids have. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, sad story to report from the weekend. A family of four from Troutdale all died Thursday in a three-vehicle crash on Highway 97 in Redmond, Oregon, according to a Saturday news release from Oregon State Police. Neighbors in Troutdale told KGW News on Saturday that the family had been on their way south to watch Saturday's annual eclipse. Police said a Chevy Silverado crossed the center line while traveling northbound on the highway and sideswiped a southbound commercial vehicle and trailer, then struck a Toyota RAV4 head-on. The RAV4 caught fire and became fully engulfed, according to police. The RAV4 was driven by Gary Rutledge. His wife, Michelle, and children, Kate and Ryan, were passengers. All four were killed in the crash. The Silverado driver was hospitalized with serious injuries. The driver of the commercial vehicle was not injured. The Reynolds School District confirmed that Kate and Ryan were both students at Reynolds High School in Troutdale. Kate was a sophomore, Ryan a junior. School counselors and support staff will assist students and families struggling with the loss, the district said, and the high school will have care rooms set up where students can meet with mental health professionals or use the quiet space to process the news. Well, in sports, it is one of those times of years when all the major sports are playing at the same (laughs) time. Pick one thing, David. Uh, Football, (laughs) basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. I mean, what's a sports fan to do? Makes it tough for the viewing, but you can still do it. So let's start with Major League Baseball, I guess. The playoffs. The American League Championship Series got underway last night. It is an all-Lone Star State affair with the Texas Rangers defeating the Houston Astros Two to nothing to take a one to nothing lead in their best of seven series. They'll play again this afternoon on Fox. The National League Championship Series starts tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies host the Arizona Diamondbacks. That'll be on TBS. In the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks lost at the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday, seventeen to thirteen. Monday Night Football tonight. Who's playing, David? It is Pat's Dallas Cowboys against at your Los Angeles Chargers. 
So that's I'm reminded him that the fan base is so low for the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> You're likely to see more Cowboy yes. fans at SoFi Stadium than Charger fans. You're probably right, but <laughs> that should be a good game, actually. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, they wrap up the preseason schedule tonight. They're playing at the Phoenix Suns. That tips off at 7 o'clock. So the Blazers' regular season gets underway. I believe it's next Wednesday when the season regular season starts. So just like that. Just like that. Blazers back in action. The Gospel of Sunday's Liturgy recounts Jesus' mysterious parable about the wedding guests who turned down the king's invitation to the wedding feast of his son. Why do men refuse this invitation? The Pope asked before praying the midday Angelus. Was it perhaps an unpleasant invitation? No. And yet the gospel says they made light of it and went off one to his farm, another to his business. They did not care because they were thinking of their own affairs. The focus on our own affairs can cause us to miss what God wants to give us, the Pope warned. Now, finding time for God is worth it, the Pope assured, because it is good to be with the Lord to make space for him. He said, where? In the mass, in listening to the word, in prayer, and also in charity, because by helping those who are weak or poor, by keeping company with those who are lonely, by listening to those who ask for attention, by consoling those who suffer, one is with the Lord who is present in those needs. Time with God and the little ones in which he hides himself isn't a waste of time, Pope Francis assured. In fact, it's the way out of sadness. He went on to say, many think that these are a waste of time, and so they lock themselves away in their private world, and it is sad, and this generates sadness. So let ourselves then ask, how do I respond to God's invitation? What space do I give him in my days? And does the quality of my life depend on my affairs and my free time or on love for the Lord and for my brethren, especially those most in need? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it is happening today, tomorrow, and Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It is Eucharistic Miracles of the World exhibit at the Grotto's Conference Center here in Portland. The Grotto is hosting an exhibit of Eucharistic Miracles from around the world consisting of illustrations and descriptions in English and Spanish of 48 miracles from around the world since the 3rd century. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and of course, access it on the Hail Mary Media app. And we'll have more from the Holy Family Catholic Clinic right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. 
I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 744 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the forecast calls for a 100% chance of rain today and breezy out there. We'll have a high of 65 degrees, showers overnight tonight, low of 52. And then for Tuesday, partly sunny, high of 66. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mostly sunny skies. Kind of nice. High, very nice. Highs in the low 70s. Currently, it is 56 degrees at St. Frederick's Catholic Church in St. Helen, Oregon. And 61 degrees at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. And I am back with Dr. Kristen Berger. Dr. Berger is a board-certified physician at the wonderful Holy Family Catholic Clinic in West Lynn. She's joining me today. If you listen to our first half hour, she talked to us about her journey from Catholic schools that led her in one direction. She thought she was heading down, and as we often know, God, well, he leads us in another one, a letter to medical school, and now finally to Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Such a powerful story. I encourage our listeners, if you missed that, please go to our website, and the full podcast will be posted later today. Dr. Berger, thanks so much for your openness with your story. Thank you so much for staying with me today. Thank you. So you have this wonderful practice at Holy Family Catholic Clinic that allows you the fullness of our faith to just come forward with this authentic women's health care that God leads for you. Tell our listeners about what you're doing there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic and how it's designed to help women live a way of life that is, again, as you said, authentic in the way that God designed them to be. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, as we were saying, I myself, I I had seen such blessings from using natural family planning methods, but here I was in my medical practice still prescribing contraception. And that disconnect just became more and more of a burden for me. And as I came to the conclusion that God was really like putting it on my heart, like this is not what I'm calling you to do. Um, you're causing harm with what you're doing. 
Um, and there was a case in particular where I just knew after writing that prescription, like, I am not, I'm not in a state of grace. I, this has got to change. And thank God for, you know, I went to confession and thank God for those good confessors who are willing to say like, yes, you're forgiven and God's calling you to something different. And the grace there and then the people that God started putting in my life led me to the Catholic Medical Association here in Portland. And I met this group of physicians who were also moving towards developing the clinic that I now practice in. But part of that journey was like, well, everything I learned in medicine to provide healthcare to women is based on using the contraceptive pill, marine IUDs, these devices that suppress our fertility. And what is there? You know, if I don't do that, do I just stop seeing women? What, do I, what am I going to do? And I had heard about NAPRO technology, which is this natural procreative technology, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And as I was looking into kind of like, how am I going to practice medicine? I, I felt called to, to take this training in Omaha, Nebraska, the Pope Politics Institute, um, to learn to be both a medical consultant, meaning I can consult on women's health issues based on a natural family planning approach, but also a create and model practitioner, meaning I can teach women how to use this system. And that gives us the basis just to do some diagnostics, understand the dysfunction, and develop a plan to try to restore as much function as we can to what's not working. And you really see at that point what true medicine is, what true women's health care is. I really felt like for the first time I was really able to provide women's health care in a really full way. Not that there was nothing diagnostic going on, but just really to say like, yes, your body's good and something's not right. Um, now, I can't do everything. I'm not a surgeon. A lot of times there's, you know, surgical approaches that are done at Pope Paul VI Institute because in family medicine, we're not obstetricians and gynecologists in, in the sense of being able to do surgery. Um, we really practice on the more medical medicine and diagnostic side of things. But it has just been so amazing to walk with women through the steps of observing their body for what it is, trusting in their observations of their body, and then using what they're they already know. Like, I can't tell you how many women have come in and say, like, I've been telling people this for years, but, you know, like, all they do is say, like, you just need to go on the birth control pill or maybe just need a different birth control pill or, you know, really never feeling like they, anyone can explain to them, why am I feeling the way I am? Why is this not working? Why can we not conceive? It's been beautiful to see that change. It, it sounds like maybe just words, but it really is a very basic change in how we see ourselves and our bodies and it just brings such peace and joy. If you are just joining us, I'm having a wonderful discussion with Dr. Kristen Berger. She is a board-certified family physician at Holy Family Catholic Clinic, and they have such a wonderful program for women's health. And Dr. Berger is joining me today to talk a little bit more about that. Now, Dr. Berger, you brought up something, and perhaps people may not be tuning into this, but in my own experience with natural family planning, I'm hearing what you're saying. People hear NFP. And they think that it is, well, they'll say, oh, it's the Catholic birth control, that you use NFP when you don't want to get pregnant. What's wonderful about the program that you are using, the Creighton Model System, well, women can identify their times of fertility and infertility and then make choices around that. We also have all heard the just these heartbreaking stories of couples who want to live fully, the, the call that God has for them to be married and to have a family and the heartbreak that that creates when 
a woman's body isn't functioning the way that it is intended, and they're not able to conceive for various reasons, and you had mentioned that. But natural family planning, and specifically the Crate Model System, it's designed for couples who are also suffering infertility issues. Share it with our listeners a little bit about how NFP and allowing your body to work the way that God intended it and how you're able to use those indicators to help couples achieve pregnancy where other systems have failed them. Sure. And I, I'll, I'll try not to get too much into the technical. It might sound a little bit like an anatomy and physiology lesson, but you know, basically there's this beautiful interplay in our body, almost like it's been created this way and designed this way, Brenda, right? Um, between our, our the hormones and the organs in our body, right? So at the beginning of the cycle, for example, a part of our brain has to send the message to our ovaries, certain hormonal changes that happen around that. When you're observing for those biomarkers, you'll see these changes. But the beautiful thing is also that if there's something wrong with that whole system, let's say there's something wrong with that process of ovulation. Well, part of that process of preparing for ovulation is involves the, the estrogen production. Well, if that ovulation process is not very healthy and you have lower levels of estrogen, and so we'll see when we kind of look at the patterns, like, wow, you just don't produce a lot of those kind of really more fertile signs. Or if during that last part of the cycle, when the body is really kind of trying to prepare a place in case fertilization happens, if that progesterone, if that's not being produced very well, you might see abnormal patterns. So those are some examples of things that, you know, women may have already noticed. And those are all indicators that there's something not working right. And it gives us a place to start when we talk about, okay, let's understand why, what can we do to make things work better? Dr. Berger, for people who are interested, this is so fascinating. And again, they maybe have never heard this before. They want to know more about it. Is there a way through Holy Family Catholic Clinic that they can learn more about Creighton Model System and to start using that, uh, that program within their own marriage? Absolutely. We have been blessed. Um, I, when it started out, I was teaching uh, Creighton Model um, as a practitioner, and then we were blessed to have a nurse join us, and now she's moving out of state, but then God bless us with two more people who are, who are trained as practitioners. So we are um, gearing up to be able to serve more women in terms of learning this system, more couples, I should say. Um, and it is a, a, a system that is helpful for single women, too, because like I said, it really helps to um, if there's medical issues or if you're kind of not sure if your cycle is quite right. But the best way would be to call the clinic or there's an email address, fertility at holyfamilyclinic.com, I believe is the email address. And right now my nurse is, um, is monitoring that because she's our other practitioner. Um, and we'll be, we'll be using that as, a, as one of the point places for people to kind of let, it, let us know that they're looking. And then we can either see if we can serve them through our clinic or help them connect with a, maybe an online teacher. One of the things that's really wonderful is that because we're a clinic, it can go through your insurance. It's a family planning. So uh, family planning is covered. Fantastic. Well, hopefully somebody there is listening who this interview might be an answer to a prayer they've had. And Dr. Berger, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, And uh, thank you for all that you do there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Thank you, Brenda. It's been really nice to talk to you. 
And again, that is Dr. Kristen Berger. Now, if you want to find out more information about the services and find out a way that you can see Dr. Berger yourself, I will be sure to add information that'll get you right to Holy Family's webpage. I'll also include that fertility link that Dr. Berger was talking about. And you'll find both of those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning, Monday evening. That would be tonight, 7.30. It is Living Stones. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Ken Hellenius, just a wonderful program. We were talking with them during the share and how many episodes they've done. It's amazing. And they're they're literally like syndicated on... A bunch like, oh, of almost 50 different yeah, stations yeah. across the country. Started right here, though, Mater Day Radio. So check it out, 7.30 tonight, right here, Mater Day Radio. And go to our website, too. Click on the uh, programming page. You can print out a full program schedule for throughout the day. MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a popular TV star from the 70s has passed away. We'll have the story in the news. And loving your pet and loving the environment seem to be going hand in hand. I'll explain why coming up right after Awaken the Saint. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we're talking about a Bavarian saint from the 13th century, Saint Hedwig of Silesia. And no, we're not talking about Harry Potter's owl. She is actually also sometimes referred to as Saint Hedwig of Andex. Born in the Andex, Bavaria, to the Duke of Croatia and Dalmatia sometime between 1174 and 1178, she grew up heavily influenced by her royal family's Catholic faith. 
In fact, you may recognize her niece, who is also canonized, St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Hedwig received an excellent education and could read, write, and interpret scriptures. When she was 12 years old, she married Henry the Bearded, future Duke of Silesia in Poland, and had seven children, four sons and three daughters. Theirs was a happy marriage and both lived out very pious lives. Hedwig was known for her generosity, providing aid to widows and orphans, in addition to founding several hospitals for the sick. Although she had the riches afforded to nobility, she donated her fortunes to the church and lived by very humble means. Legend has it that she went barefoot, even in winter, and when she was urged by the bishop to wear shoes, she carried them in her hands. After she had her last child in 1209, Hedwig and Henry decided to take a vow of chastity together and kept that vow until Henry's death in 1238. Upon his death, St. Hedwig moved into a Cistercian monastery for nuns, led by her daughter Gertrude. She wore the religious habit of a lay sister, but she never took vows. Hedwig was no stranger to heartbreak during her lifetime. In addition to losing her husband, she lost several children in childhood and watched as her only adult son was murdered on a battlefield. These tragedies would be enough to destroy some people and break their relationship with God, but not Hedwig. Carrying these moments in her heart, she continued to live out the faith she was raised with and kept her focus on the needs of others under her care. She allowed no one to leave her sight without being comforted first. Another legend tells us she once spent 10 weeks teaching a poor woman the Our Father. When she died on October 16, 1243, she was reunited and buried next to her husband at Trzebnica Abbey. She was canonized in 1267 by Pope Clement IV. St. Hedwig of Silesia's humility, generous spirit, and faithfulness left an inspiring witness for us all. She truly understood that the purpose of her life was not to gain and store riches, but rather to give all she had away freely and love people as God loved her. The model of her life leaves us with this question to ask ourselves. What's keeping us from giving ourselves away freely for love of God? St. Hedwig of Silesia, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio by downloading our free Hail Mary media app. All the details at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news this morning, sobering numbers have been released by the global organization UNICEF. More than 43 million children have been driven from their homes by floods, storms, droughts, and wildfires over the six years between 2016 and 2021. That works out to 20,000 children displaced every single day due to extreme weather fueled by climate change. The researchers found that floods and storms caused 95% of all child displacements recorded, with the rest due to drought and wildfires. By overall numbers of displacements, three countries dominated, the Philippines, India, and China, where a total of 23 million children were forced from their homes and schools across the six-year period. Wildfires in the U.S. and Canada have also led to child displacement, and they are likely to cause larger-scale displacements in the future, the report found. Midway through the Vatican Synod on Synodality, two bishops from mainland China are suddenly departing the assembly 
early without explanation. Bishop Antonio Yao Sheng and Bishop Joseph Yang Yongzheng will return to China this week without completing the synod process. The Chinese bishops only participated in the first 12 days of the synod assembly, following a nearly identical pattern to the two Chinese bishops who took part in the 2018 Synod on Youth. When asked at the Synod press conference why the Chinese bishops are leaving early, Ruffini said that their departure is due to pastoral needs in their diocese that require their presence. And following nearly two decades of service, Father John Jenkins will step down from his role as the president of Notre Dame University and return to ministry and teaching at the end of the 2023-24 academic year. Father Jenkins, a congregation of Holy Cross priests, is the university's 17th president. He has served in this role since he assumed office on July 1st of 2019. And five. It is unclear who will succeed him in his role as president. In a news release, the university credited Jenkins with fostering dramatic growth in research at Notre Dame and securing its admission to the Association of American Universities. The university also noted that Jenkins ensured the university's financial strength and admitted a talented and diverse student body. The Board of Trustees will elect a new president from among the Congregation of Holy Cross, which is the university that founded the that founded the university. According to a news release, a search is still underway. I got to uh, text our good friend Ken Hellenius. I wonder uh, if, uh, well, he's not a Holy Cross priest, but yeah, he could probably throw his hat in the arena. No, I'm texting him about the uh, Fighting Irish game against <gasps> USC on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Fighting Irish hammered the Trojans. Did they really? They did, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Ken was there. We'll have to check in with yeah, Ken so on that I, one. We'll have, to, we'll have to touch base with him. Well, Suzanne Summers, who became a household name after starring on the hugely popular TV sitcom Three's Company, died Sunday morning at her Palm Springs, California home. She was 76. Summers died of cancer just one day shy of her 77th birthday, according to the actor spokesperson, who said Summers battled an aggressive form of breast cancer for 23 years. Summers played Chrissy Snow, the effervescent blonde secretary on Three's Company, alongside John Ritter and Joyce DeWitt from 1977 to 1981. The actor, who was born in San Bruno, California in 1946, would then go on to star in the ABC sitcom Step by Step alongside Patrick Duffy. So in the 1980s, she turned more to selling some of her signature products, including most famously... Her exercise apparatus, you remember what it was? Like the hip master? The thigh master. Thigh master. The thigh master. Yeah, very popular. But uh, yeah, so so sorry to see, but that was, a, oh. I remember Three's Company was sure. a really hugely oh, popular absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wasn't she real into vitamins too? Yes. I think she did a book series on that also. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, God rest her soul and purse for her mm-hmm. family. The Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife shellfish managers confirmed on Friday razor clam digging opportunities at Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Copolis, and Mocrox beaches began October 14th. The optimal digging occurs between one and two hours before the listed time of low tide. 
The following digs during evening p.m. low tides will proceed as scheduled after marine toxins results from the Washington Department for Health showed razor clams are safe to eat. So today, low tide is at 8.28 p.m., tomorrow, 9.06 p.m., and on Wednesday, 9.49 p.m. Now, marine toxin levels have been decreasing according to the WDOH guidelines. Now, they require two test samples taken seven to ten days apart. And the demolic acid levels must fall under the guidelines. So final approval of marine toxin testing usually occurs about a week or less. Now, there are also additional tentative dates, David, because it's not likely that we're going to get out today, tomorrow, or Wednesday. But they will also be digging October 27th to the 31st, November 12th to the 18th, and November 24th to the 29th. Now, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife reopened recreational razor clamming for Northwest Oregon on October 4th. I have an unnatural desire to go clamming. Yeah? I don't know why I have never done it. I've seen people do it. I enjoy myself a clam chowder or Mm -hmm. steamers. Yeah. uh, But I spend time thinking about going clamming on the... uh, Washington and Oregon coast. Get yourself a bucket and a shovel. I have the the little plunger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to get out and use it. One of the most amazing things I ever saw, I had no idea. We were staying up on Long Beach in Washington, and it was obviously a big day for clamming. Hundreds of people. I could not believe it. I had no idea. That yes. many people up on Long Beach <gasps> clammed, and I it was go. It was amazing. It I think was just I got to. Like, maybe I need to plan a camping trip or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just have, have a, you ever been up to Long Beach? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. it was sure, amazing. Sure. It's a long. It's a little bit of a long trek up there, but yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. I gotta get me some clams. Hundreds of people doing it. It was amazing. <laughs> They're getting see. my clams, David. Stop. <laughs> they are. Well, apparently there was a bunch of them because there were lots of people there. Uh, sports, Portland Trailblazers. How about just like that? Yeah, I kind of, because we were doing share last week that, you know, we never really talked anything, uh, sports or like we do during the morning blend. And it's like, oh yeah, all of a sudden the Blazers are playing preseason games and their last one is tonight. Actually, already. Already. Their last preseason hmm. game, they're up in uh, Phoenix. They're taking on the Suns at seven o'clock and then the regular season gets started next week already. I think it's Wednesday. They tip it off at the L.A. Clippers. And then here we go. A full season of NBA, just like that. It gets started. I kind of forget it starts this early, even when football season is going on. Okay. Without Damien Lillard, who are we going to yes. watch on the Blazer team? I know. So a lot of a lot of new faces, I think. But, yeah, so the Blazers are going. Monday night football game tonight, your Los Angeles Chargers Woo-woo. hosting the Dallas Cowboys. That should be a really good game. I'm anxious so. to see that one. So uh, that's, uh, what is that, kickoff about 515, I think. So there you go. Not everyone loves animals, but it turns out that those who do often care a lot about the natural world and the environment. Now, recent studies have shown that affection for pets goes hand in hand with concern for the natural world. It seems that people can be roughly divided into those that feel little affinity for animals or the environment and those who are predisposed to delight in both. Adopting pet keeping as one of the few available outlets in today's 
urbanized society. So does that sound familiar to you? Think about it. How many of your friends who own dogs also enjoy camping, hiking, fishing, or other adventurous outdoor activities? Whether or not we have pets, we can all find ways to delight in God's created world, including the many animals around us. This attentiveness to the created world is beautifully resonant with Catholic teaching on the environment, which holds that humans are the stewards of creation. Pope Francis has said, As stewards of God's creation, we are called to make the earth a beautiful garden for the human family. When we destroy our forests, ravage our soil, and pollute our seas, we betray that noble calling. And perhaps our attention to animals, whether our pets or wild animals, can be a gentle reminder to care for God's created world. Amen to that. I have a great friend uh, that we went to college with, always posting pictures uh, of him and a dog. And they go out on incredible adventures and they camp overnight on the top of these mountains. He carries his pack, his little lab mix. She carries hers and they have great great adventures. So fun. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Wednesday, beginning at 8 a.m., is Mount Angel Seminary Mass of Candidacy happening in person and live stream from Mount Angel Abbey. Join the Mount Angel Abbey community as 17 Mount Angel Seminarians from several archdioceses and dioceses will publicly express their intention to be received as candidates for holy orders. Archbishop Alexander Sample will celebrate the Mass with other bishops, vocation directors, and religious superiors who send their seminarians to Mount Angel Seminary. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we are going to find peace in the storm mm-hmm. right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Dei Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jay Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Monterey Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at MonterreyRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. 
8.13 at Monterey Radio. Going to be rainy and breezy today. High of 65 degrees. Showers overnight tonight. Low of 52. And then partly sunny skies for Tuesday. High of 66. Wednesday, sunny. High of 72. Currently, it is 63 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church in Longview, Washington. And 61 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. Sometimes discernment seems so complicated, and it's just a struggle to be still and to listen to God's voice. Now, following the death of his spiritual director, St. Alphonsus Liguori penned timeless advice in a letter to one of his spiritual daughters, and it became the famous work titled Uniformity with God's Will. Well, in his book, Finding Peace in the Storm, author Dan Burke breaks open St. Alphonsus' 18th century classic, But how could a book written over 200 years ago even be relevant in today's storm of noise, news cycle, and social media? Well, Dan is joining me this morning to explain how. Good morning, Dan. Thanks so much for coming back on the show today. It's great to be with you, Brenda. So that's my my biggest question. 200 years ago, when St. Alphonsus Liguori was writing these letters, he had no idea where technology would be taking us today. How can this 200-year-old writings be relevant in everything that we experience today? This storm just feels like something greater than history's ever experienced before. Yeah, I mean, the storm inside the church is, is really quite extraordinary. We've got the news of the dubia and uh, coming out uh, just recently questions of cardinals to the Pope, and then we have the synod which is related to, and then we have uh, our social um, just d- destruction of our of the social order uh, of our country. And, and you know, the, th- the reason uh, wisdom that's 200 years old applies to um, suffering is because suffering is, is uh, begun at, in the garden. And any wisdom you can gain from 2,000 years old, 2,000 years ago, can apply to suffering today when you understand that God allows or causes um, the challenges that we experience in the times that we experience them. And when we get that idea, that fundamental idea, which is what he, St. Alphonsus is trying to teach us, it can radically alter our disposition toward God and toward our circumstance such that we can walk in peace and cooperate with him. Dan, we know that in this life, there are times of joy and there's times of suffering. And during those times of joy, we recognize the many blessings of God. But in those sufferings, it's hard to find, and it's even more harder to understand why God is allowing us these things to happen to us. Is that exactly the case, as you just said? Is it because God needs for us to learn and know him? And through suffering, there is even greater fruits that can be found, even in those times that are good. Yeah, I mean, look at even Jesus in the New Testament. It speaks of how, in some mysterious way, his work, his, his pouring out of himself was made even more perfect in his suffering. Right? So if that can happen with Jesus, it can happen with us, but it's exactly right. When we recognize, when we, as an act of faith, I mean, you made a point uh, that's really 
important, and that is what I'm saying is hard. <laughs> okay. there, there, there are many good books written on this topic, actually three that I think are the best, and this one is the most clear. And the reason it's written on over and over is because it's hard, but it's really important because when we, you know, I use an example right now, I have lung disease and I'm very close to hospitalization and it unfortunately happens to me often. How should I respond to it? Should I be angry? Should I be frustrated? Should I complain to God? Or can I say, thank you? I know I need this for my humbling. I know I need this for my salvation. The synod here, I'm going to offer up every time I have a difficult breath. It's for the synod. It's for the church. It's for the healing of the church. Um, it's, you know, we just had a, a, a prayer crusade with five seminaries online last night. We prayed to the whole rosary. Can I offer it up for those men in these seminaries? So rather than being angry, frustrated, upset, it's, it's saying, what are you doing, and how can I join you, and how can I embrace this suffering and be a part of how you're redeeming me, saving me, and saving the world? If you are just joining us this morning, I'm having a great discussion with author Dan Burke. The name of his new book is Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Liguori's Uniformity with God's Will. It is out today by Sophia Institute Press. Dan, I can understand in my mind, in my need to not drop my will and take over God's, but to align my will with God's. It's very simple to say, I'm going to align my will to what God wants me. And yet when confronted with difficulties, boy, we just want to control it ourselves and say, no, God, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I've got this. And you talk about these temptations in your book. Kind of let our listeners know a little bit about what are those three kind of biggest temptations that we've got to confront and how we need to resist those. Well, the biggest temptations, I think, the biggest temptations are that we, one, turn away from God. It, it, I think the best way to describe it is Peter on the, on the water when Jesus was walking up. And there's a big storm popping up, and Peter is asked to step out in faith, and he does do that. And what, but then when the storm begins to threaten, one, he takes his eyes off of Jesus. That's the first wrong move. Mm. So that's exiting prayer. That's entering, that's entering into, uh, you're exiting the, the, the presence of Jesus and entering and leaving and entering into the realm of the enemy, of the flesh, and of fear. So you exit Jesus, you enter into fear, and then you begin to try to control, as you, as you noted. So those are the three things that come to mind that are really problematic when we, when we are in the storm. But instead, what we've got to do, which St. Alphonsus points us to St. Teresa of Avila for this, is we have to have a steadfast discipline of daily mental prayer, a steadfast discipline of examining our conscience in the context of God so that we're always remaining in His presence and always drawing ourselves and fixing our compass, which is constantly drifting off of true north because of concupiscence, and reordering that compass to know God is the one who's in control. There's going to be a good outcome in this. I don't know how or why, but he's, he's not a liar. 
He's, he's done so much good for me. You have to do this kind of self-talk uh, or acts of faith. It's kind of a two-sided coin that affirms God's truth and tells us we tell ourselves the truth. And that's even a form of spiritual warfare that's very powerful. Dan, you have shared with us the struggles you are experiencing with lung disease, and many people in the world suffer from all types of ailments. And it's not something short term. It's something that can last months and years even. And for some that the suffering just goes on and on. And it is very difficult when you know that there may not be a cure, where you know there may not be a way out of certain situations to still remain faithful when it doesn't feel like there's any hope within you? How do you press through with these very difficult and long-term situations and just still find the ways to recognize that there are crosses that we all bear and that it still leads us to God? How do you get through those times of desolation? Well, it's one one important point is to note you can't. Um, not in and of yourself. We can't. I can't. I don't humanly have the strength to not be frustrated and angry and, you know, all the different things that I felt in my life over the disease that I suffer and the hospitalizations and all of that. But when you daily draw near to the Lord and you're close and you're, you're ever more immersing yourself in the sacraments, you're learning, you've, you've made a reference to discernment of spirits and I think maybe in the past we've talked about my book, Spiritual Warfare and Discernment of Spirits. Mm-hmm. The daily mental prayer, the examine, discernment of spirits, starts to awaken, awaken the soul to the movements of grace that enable and empower and encourage us. And those moments can become seconds. They, they start out as seconds of relief, and they can end up being minutes of relief and hours of relief and days of relief and peace. But we have to work moment by moment. We have to work on those foundational spiritual disciplines and then begin to cooperate as the Lord speaks to us and encourages us in those little moments that become big ones. There's no, you know, there's no magic formula. There's Mm. no, you know, you you can't read this book and everything's okay. It'll help you a lot. But it's just a matter of a day to day ordering of the soul. The, the intellect, the will, and the emotions to God. Oh, Dan, well, I really appreciate your time today. What an incredible book. 200 years ago, the St. Alphonsus wrote these things and relevant still today. So I appreciate you putting this together and for your time today. Thank you so much. It's been great talking with you. And again, that is Dan Burke. So the name of his book, Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Liguori's Uniformity with God's Will. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Sophia Institute Press. You can purchase a copy for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 825 at Mater Day Radio. Speaking of the Hail Mary Media app, have you downloaded it yet? It is free. It'll give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio and sign up for customized prayer reminders. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei Radio. And it is 827 at Mater Dei Radio. Wow, what a week for sports. We'll tell you about it coming up. And as rockets continued their barrage in the Holy Land, the Bishop of Jerusalem supported negotiations of a two-state solution. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. This is the thirsting and dreams. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio. If you're lost inside a dream and stuck in in between, waiting for the answers to your life, and if you're searching for a sign and you're down to your last dime, you're hoping for more time to make it right. Well, every road takes a bend and every tree sways in the wind. The journey is the end where it begins. And you will fly high tonight. You will fly high tonight. And if the sun sets in your life and only rises in the night, every step you take just ends in broken lines. Stuck in 
dream into an end Please let my journey be the end where you begin We will fly high tonight We will fly high tonight That is The Thirsting and Dreams. It's 8.30 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Auxiliary Bishop of Jerusalem on Sunday told EWTN News that the church in the Holy Land is praying for a truce to end the hostilities in the Israel-Hamas war and for both sides to then begin negotiating for a two-state solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict. The interview took place following the October 7th surprise attack on Israel by the terrorist group Hamas that killed 1,300 Israelis and international civilians. The interview also comes amid fresh criticism of the Vatican's diplomatic response to Hamas attack leveled by Israel's foreign minister, Eli Cohen, who maintains that the Holy See has not issued a clear and unequivocal condemnation of what he calls the murderous terrorist actions of Hamas according to a report by the Times of Israel. On October 13th, however, Cardinal Pietro Perlin, the Vatican's Secretary of State, speaking to Vatican medium, condemned Hamas attacks as inhuman and said the Holy See expresses complete and firm condemnation. He also said the Holy See stands ready to help mediate a peace agreement. Well, there's going to be another price increase for first-class postage. The U.S. Postal Service says that the price of a forever stamp will increase by two cents on January 21st of next year. The stamp will go from 66 cents to 68 cents. Postal Service says it will not change the additional ounce price. It will stay at 24 cents, but it asks for increases in fees for certified mail, post office box rental fees, money order fees, and the cost to purchase insurance when mailing an item. The price of a forever stamp last increased on July 9th of this year, going from $0.63 to $0.66. In January of 2023, the price increased from $0.60 to $0.63. Now, the Postal Service says the price increases are necessary due to inflationary pressures on operating expenses and to meet financial goals over the next 10 years. Small group reports from the Synod on Synodality won't be made public, even though the documents have already been accessed by some journalists following an information security oversight. The decision was communicated Saturday by Paolo Ruffini, president of the Synod's Communication Commission. On Friday morning, The Pillar reported that it had accessed table reports and small group assignments via an unsecured server managed by the General Secretariat of the Synod. At the time, the Catholic News outlet said that access to the server could be accessed via a link without the need to enter any credentials. The pillar noted that it had notified Vatican officials immediately after its discovery and access to the server via the link was closed later that day.
Commenting on the mishap, Ruffini explained that Senate organizers had decided to make files available on the unsecured server after some members had had trouble accessing the secured server, which required input of a password. Following the Pillar report, organizers reinstated password requirements and will provide direct technical support to members having access issues going forward. Now, in the Northwest Catholic Magazine, mm-hmm. the magazine of the Archdiocese of Seattle, if you go to their website, they've posted quite a few pictures that Archbishop Paul Achen has sent back because he's in the Synod, one of the voting members. Right. And so you're seeing some pictures of him around the city in the Vatican. And a picture of shaking hands with the Pope. Oh, how about that? Very nice. Yeah, very nice. So you know who arrives two weeks from tomorrow? Who? The Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin. You how are did right. I know that? You did know that. Way to, way to go. Yes, Halloween, just two weeks away from tomorrow. Uh, you don't have to travel far to visit one of the top All Hallows' Eve towns in the country. Travel website Trips to Discover has named... St. Helens, Spirit of Halloween Town, the 16th best Halloween events in the U.S. So if you're not familiar with St. Helens, it's located about 25 miles west of Portland up the Columbia River on Highway 30. The event is inspired by the 1998 Disney Channel movie Halloween Town, which filmed on location in St. Helens. The movie starred Debbie Reynolds and spawned three sequels while becoming a beloved TV holiday classic. Starting in mid-September, downtown St. Helens transforms into Halloween Town with a courthouse square filled with spooky statues and a grand jack-o'-lantern sculpture, just like in the movie, which is lit to kick off the month of October. This year's festivities will include a special tribute to the 25th anniversary of the release of the film. I can't believe that movie's 25, 25 years old. 25 years old. That's amazing to me because I, I remember it quite distinctively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the kids watching it, and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. 25 years. Time flies. Certainly does. And sad to report, a family of four from Troutdale all died Thursday in a three-vehicle crash on Highway 97 in Redmond, Oregon, according to a Saturday news release from Oregon State Police. Neighbors in Troutdale told local news on Saturday that the family had been on their way south to watch Saturday's annular eclipse. Police said a Chevrolet Silverado crossed the center line while traveling northbound on the highway and sideswiped a southbound commercial vehicle and trailer, then struck a Toyota RAV4 head-on. The RAV4 caught fire, became fully engulfed, according to police. The RAV4 was driven by Gary Rutledge, his wife Michelle, and children Kate and Ryan were passengers. All four were killed in the crash. The Silverado driver was hospitalized with serious injuries, and the driver of the commercial vehicle was not injured. The Reynolds School District confirmed that Kate and Ryan were both students at Reynolds High School in Troutdale. Kate was a sophomore, Ryan a junior. School counselors and support staff will assist students and families struggling with the loss, the district said, and the high school will have care room set up where students can meet with mental health professionals or use the quiet space to process the news. Well, it is that time of year when all the major sports are playing at the same time. 
Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. They're all, all going on. They're all going on. You're going to have well, to yeah. pick one. What's the sports fan to do? <laughs> uh, well, let's start with Major League Baseball. The playoffs, the American League Championship Series, got underway last night. So this is an all-Texas affair. Yeah. I, was, I was talking to Patrick about this uh, last week. So you've got the Texas Rangers taking on the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. And... Uh, Rangers off to a one to nothing start in their best of seven series. They beat the Astros two to nothing last night. Uh, they'll play again this afternoon on Fox TV. National League Championship Series starts tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies host the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's going to be on TBS. I don't care now because my Los Angeles Dodgers got beat. So, they're out. Uh, they're out. So okay. Uh, yeah, I I can't figure them out. They, they always do well in the regular season and then, yeah, flamed out this uh, in the playoffs. Uh, NFL, Seattle Seahawks lost at the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday, 17-13. to A big one in Monday night football big tonight. Football tonight. Yes. So the Dallas Cowboys in Los Angeles to take on your Chargers. So Chargers, they started out slow, but now I think they've won two in a row. Okay, they're coming on. So they're coming on mm-hmm. right now. So we'll see uh, if they can uh, do it tonight. Dallas, uh, Dallas, good, but uh, it's gonna be should be a good game. Look forward to this one. And uh, talking basketball, Portland Trailblazers wrap up their preseason schedule tonight. They're at the Phoenix Suns. That tips off at seven o'clock. So just like that, the NBA off and running. Uh, Blazers' regular season begins next Wednesday. They'll be at the L.A. Clippers. And so there you go. Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, Timbers, uh, you know, Thorns still playing. So it's a lot going College football. Okay. I mean, it's all happening. What else could we do? Pick a ball tournament somewhere going on? I'm sure there is somewhere, yes. The Gospel of this Sunday's liturgy recounts Jesus' mysterious parable about the wedding guest who turned down the king's invitation to the wedding feast of his son. Why do men refuse his invitation, the Pope asked before praying the midday Angelus. Was it perhaps an unpleasant invitation? No, he said, and yet the Gospel says they made light of it and went off, one to his farm, another to his business. They did not care because they were thinking of their own affairs. This focus on our own affairs can cause us to miss what God wants to give us, the Pope warned. Finding time for God is worth it, the Pope assured, because it is good to be with the Lord to make space for him. And he says, where? in the Mass, in listening to the Word, in prayer, and also in charity, because by helping those who are weak or poor, by keeping company with those who are lonely, by listening to those who ask for attention, by consoling those who suffer, one is with the Lord who is present in those in need. And time with God and little ones in which he hides himself isn't a waste of time, Pope Francis assured. In fact, It's a way out of sadness. In fact, Pope Francis went on to say, many think that these things are a waste of time. And so they lock themselves away in their private world. And it is sad. And this generates sadness. So let us ask ourselves then, how do I respond to God's invitation? What space do I give him in my days? And does the quality of my life depend on my affairs and my free time or on love for the Lord and for my brethren, especially those most in need. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 12 o'clock is Theology of the Body Parent School Lunch and Learn. It's happening at Pacific Parkway Center in Tigard. TOB Parent School offers a monthly lunch and learn event to answer questions of parents, parish staff, and anyone else interested. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we just had a wonderful week. Uh, this past week, it was the 2023 Fall Sherathon Be Changed. Uh, just wonderful volunteers and great guests, but most importantly, you are wonderful listeners calling in with a pledge of support to Mater Day Radio. We thank you so much. So in our second cup, we're going to talk a little bit about the Fall Sherathon, and we'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline. For married couples. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. It is 8.45 and Mater Day Radio. Well, get through today and tonight. Then we're looking at some pretty nice weather. Uh, showers, breezy today, high of 65 degrees. A uh, few showers overnight tonight, low of 52. And then partly sunny for Tuesday, high of 66. Then look at Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
Sunny, highs in the low 70s. That, that is, is entirely pleasant afternoons. That is some beautiful weather for the fall. Currently, it is, oh, let me check my weather here, 60 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 61 degrees right here at the home base of Mater Day Radio atop Sylvan Hill, where it was rocking last week, where we were able to enjoy, celebrate just a wonderful week of our 2023 Fall share Be Changed the theme and in studio with us this morning to, uh, I guess, put somewhat of a bow on the fall share Although I must say the caveat to that is you can still give, but he is Patrick Ryan, executive director. Hey, how's the weekend? Fast. Uh, it, it went way too fast, <laughs> yes. way too fast. And so did last week. It went surprisingly fast. It, it did. seemed like we were starting on Monday and then the next thing you know, it's uh, faithful Friday and we're wrapping up. It just flew by. Uh, it was incredible, and uh, we were commenting earlier about how blessed we are, not only with the wonderful guests that came through the studios, the wonderful volunteers we had, but our listeners always step up to the plate, and they did again, and couldn't be more thankful for them. Oh, my goodness, David. You know, it's humbling it, just to see the outpouring, but then to read the comments yeah. that people write as well. And um, it really touches the heart. And uh, you just realize that it's more than a job, I th- that you're really making a difference in people's lives and that you're bringing something that is so countercultural. You know, what yeah. we have all this dark news going on. You can just turn on the radio and, and listen to the news, and, and, and it's depressing. But there is an alternative, and there is this oasis of peace that comes from Jesus Christ. And we're just able to, to because of the generosity of people, to communicate that message and be changed. People are changed by listening to Mater Day Radio. Oh, they really are. And I'm trying to think. I mean, brain's a little fuzzy on a Monday morning. But I Amen. was just— I was, <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember some of the notes because the the volunteers will jot down uh, in the comment box people will say things about the the radio station and uh what it means to them and i was trying to come up with some because there were a number of them mm-hmm. you you know you come in when you read the thank yous and uh, oftentimes you'll read the comments that come in but again they're just uh, you, you read them and you just go man it's so important that the the station is out there for people and gives them that alternative. I know. Does there, does one jump out at you? Can well, you, you know, yeah. the ones that stand out for me are uh, uh, the ones that talk about how they start the morning with you guys. Oh yeah, hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and 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 to know we, we talk about this when when we're we're doing our planning and and, and different things about this being the front door to our ministry. This is that, you know, we want people, they'll talk about curb appeal of a house, right? Yeah. It's the door, you know, that's where the, 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 the center of attention is. And this is our door. And, and, and you guys, people are listening that it, you're a part of their morning routine. And it's because they want to start the day on a positive footing. It's very easy to start it on the opposite foot, but to start it on the positive foot in prayer with some really uplifting news and, 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 and getting the day started, 
informed as well. We, we, I mean, we, we talk about the news of the day, but we also do it from a Catholic perspective, which is very positive because we know, we, we know the ultimate story, right? Mm-hmm. So I, that was the thing that I think touched me is over and over all this. I loved David and Brenda on the morning blend. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. And it was fantastic. What really stands out to me too, Patrick, when you read some of those is people who say, I came back to the church after listening to Mater Day Radio. There were even a couple of people, because we know that many of our listeners are not Catholic. Right, and some so of many, them pledged, so many. Yeah. And they said, I'm not Catholic, but I'm searching. I might be. I'm considering more of what the Catholic Church has to offer me. That's what's incredible. And that's why we do this. Well, probably about 40% of the listeners are not Catholic. And whenever I tell people that, they kind of look and say, wow, I'm, I'm surprised by that. But that it's just because of that positive message, mm-hmm. it's that message of love and hope. I mean, it's it's hard to resist it, right? No matter no matter what your faith background, because I would imagine of those forty percent, there are a high percentage, just given the demographics of the area, that have no faith at all, but they want positivity in their life. They want something that's uplifting, and they're looking, and that's what we're here for. And you make that possible. I mean, it is getting more and more expensive every single day for all of us and for us as well. And you make that possible people, just their generosity grows. And I can't, I just, I I was thinking Mm -hmm. all weekend and just how thankful at mass yesterday, the people that pray for us, that's really the, 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 the the key to it is all that prayer. And it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, no doubt about it. it. It really is. And we should mention, too, because, you know, a lot of people, they may have been gone last week and, you know, didn't have an opportunity to call in. And, you know, we need every little bit that we can get, certainly, uh, to keep the, the radio station operating and, uh, you know, keep keep going for another six months until our spring share And so we will continue. <laughs> you had to yeah. mention that. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but I, my point being is we will continue to take pledges right on through the end of the month mm. via the website. Uh, that's correct. So yeah. the share technically lasts until the last day of the month. Yeah. So if you want to make that gift, it will go into the share and uh, that that uh, is certain, certainly something we have going. I don't know what the exact count was from the weekend because a lot of stuff comes in at the very end um, but we are like a whisker away from getting our overall goal and like I said it's open till the end of the month so I feel really good about it I mean the Lord is, has blessed us in amazing oh, ways absolutely and if you were gone or you missed some of the days of Sherathon, if you go to our website materdayradio.com click on the Sherathon link that's right at the top of the page there's a full list of audio of all, many of our guests who had just incredible things to Mm, share about how they were changed, how the Eucharist is so central to their vocations and how Mater Day Radio has been a part of that. So listen to that too. You could do it while you're clamming. Oh, I have to put (laughs) my AirPods in. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, again, what a great weekend. We cannot issue a big enough thank you to all of our supporters, listeners, volunteers, guests, those that fed us so beautifully. Yeah. Deborah was quick to get food up and packaged up for us to take home for dinner some night. So thank you to Deborah and, of course, our volunteers that were doing so much input. So it was a great week.
thanks to you and David Brenda. So thank thank you both. Uh, that's you know that's a marathon DJing right there. And now uh, you got a big thing tonight, Cowboys Chargers. Oh, okay. And I got to get through a baseball game and to get to that. Game, that's right. <laughs> oh gosh, don't ask anything of Patrick tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, thank you again so much. And if you want to make that pledge, please go to our website, materdayradio.com. Again, you can find that link for Fall Shareathon right at the top of the page. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it looks like a fall day out there. Got some clouds rolling through, showers and breezy high of 65. More showers overnight tonight, low of 52. And then really starting tomorrow, right on through Friday, looks more a little bit like late summer, actually. Sunny with highs in the low 70s. Going to be beautiful. It's currently 61 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They No Impossible With You. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Right now I'm staring down a giant. Right now I can't see past my pain. songs have turned to silence and you've never seen so far
That is I Am They Know Impossible with you. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Blend on this Monday. Back at it after a week of share uh, Again, we do appreciate everybody who called in a pledge last week for the share It was wonderful. Again, we just heard the wrap-up with Patrick. So thank you so much. I guess now, now it's back to regular programming. And we are back and to regular back, programming, yes. which means Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers, Ken Helaney is coming up at 7.30 this evening with Living Stones. Mm-hmm. And remember, their episodes can also be accessed on the Hail Mary Media app. We hope you all have a very blessed day.